Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, I had a good weekend in sports. How'd you guys get feel? How about you? No, not, no bueno. Or Dave? Yeah. Jason Dominguez one yard his first A B. That's that's about it. Okay. I mean went three for three. The Knowles took down the number five in LSU. Mike Hunters with two late goals to seal the deal against uh United. And then the boys in purple. I can finally out, speak. Taking out the top team in the fucking East, boys. Best of the rest. Took out the top team in the West and the East in a uh, seven days span? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got it. a week. Best in the East. All right, Patrick, calm down. I'll use too much brain power trying to figure out what <clears throat> Well, we'll get into all of it before we uh, didn't get a chance to talk about us playing against the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Uh, Swarovski! Oh, nice, yeah. Um, but we'll get into that too. But first, a word from our sponsor. We're back again with another word from our friends over there at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and you can even place your NFL futures bets. You can take the Steelers at plus 6,000 to win the Super Bowl. You can take my New York Jets for plus 1,200 or Duval with 2,500. Or the good old Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 12,500. <laughs> that online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code BELIEVE, B L E A V. For your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. And yet again, Owen, you cannot bet online. <laughs> you probably shouldn't bet online because you probably would have taken the money line on Charlotte. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, a lot of people would have. Um, if I wasn't an Orlando City fan and I was just a third party, I probably would have taken the money line on Char- Charlotte or a draw, just because of the fact of Orlando's record against them because like we said in the broadcast they're like our bogey team yep we just never seem to put together a good performance against them whether it's home or away so and i feel like that was the case again on wednesday we're able to get a point out of them it's a rotation squad so obviously not our best 11 out there but even still it kind of looks sloppy i feel yeah i mean that game was no five days ago and we had a game before so trying to go back and remember everything obviously isn't going to be as clear but you go into it knowing they're the bogey team you already lost to them in the first round of the open cup or our first round of the open cup and then a shock loss to them in exploria um so already going into it at least as a fan thinking is this really our bogey team this year are we going to get a win um the doubt's creeping in your mind but i want to say that the players hopefully didn't have that doubt and it was just kind of one of those nights. Um, luckily, we got a point. If scrappy way to get a point, but here we are. I know it's not completely like 
fair to judge it off the weather of like where it's being played at. Yeah, but the true. weather was shit. No, it was just so a like, hurricane going up there. And on a turf field. Yeah. Just had some factors that Facundo yeah, he looks shaky on yeah, the turf. Not good. Mm-hmm. He didn't look great on the turf, but statistically he performed um, our best attacker in that game. Like we said earlier, rotation game. So we saw Enrique come in on the left wing for Angulo and Junior Urso making his first start back for the Lions. Um, how do we feel about him in that match? Do you guys remember? So personally, personally kind of mid. Um, as to be expected coming in, it's a lot of new faces. If you actually think about it, like, yeah, he played here for a couple of years, but he didn't play with Enrique McGuire. He didn't play with Ojeda. Faku he played with, but <coughs> Faku's kind of in a different role this year than he was last year and how he plays. Dagger Dan was starting. Yep, Dagger Dan starting. Schlegel, typically not one of his partners when he starts, but I don't know. Rafael Santos. Yeah. So new faces, obviously adjusting to this team, but... Obviously didn't look out of place, I will say that. And that's something I had worried about with him coming back, not playing very much off an injury. I was kind of worried he was going to come in and play for from the, the first whistle and look lost. Yeah, I would I would say um, we've just gotten so used to Cartagena and Araujo, like midfield, and they just like complement each other very well. And we thought we had a good one with Araujo and Urso, but... We just see how how big of a role uh, Cartagena, yeah, and like mm-hmm. how hard it is for someone to step in and fill that because he really didn't play bad. He just wasn't what we're used to. Yeah. He was on yellow card suspension, I believe that game. That's why Junior had to step in. So he he served his yellow card suspension, came back again. Now that we're transitioning into the Cincy game right now, but served that suspension. Then in that Cincy game, we all know what happened. So we're gonna see. Um, exactly what pans out with that, but we're going into these last seven games of the season, um, and who knows how? Actually, is it three games for that, or is it only a one game suspension? I, I think it's a one game suspension, but it may end up being three. Uh, there's no way that can be that big of a suspension one, because that's just not. There's no way that's a red. Yeah, we'll get into that when we get into that game, but. Definitely harsh. Um, what wasn't harsh was the pen given to Charlotte off of Schlegel. Um, yeah. He's been very good for us, man, since having to fill in for Antonio right now. But that was a typical Schlegel moment. Yeah, classic. Uh, just give away a penalty, give away a foul in a dangerous area, and then we get a uh, we get punished for it. It's either it's either him stepping up at the wrong time being in the wrong position, and then we concede. And and that's when everybody's just kind of like, yeah, Schlegel's just not it. And then we kind of go through the cycle of him not being it, and then he comes on for a 15-minute cameo in a game. And then it's like, all right, no, can't, or Schlegel can do this, but he just can't start. And then we just kind of hit that spot where he's played full 90s for a couple games now, and the mistake was bound to happen, and it just happened to be inside the box. It's a stupid foul on Enzo Capetti. So then I'll <coughs> slotted the penalty away. I just need him to get those mistakes out of his game, especially if he's going to keep starting in, in place of Antonio Carlos. Yeah. Um, didn't really see that cycle restart, though, with the match against Cincy. 
which label he came in and had decent showing. So we'll talk about that too. But that's good to see that he's maybe growing in his game and the mistakes are becoming fewer and far between. Hmm. So, But the mistakes are always there no matter what. And no matter if he's just coming on for a 15-minute cameo or playing the full 90, I'm still unsure of him playing. Like, he doesn't bring me any sort of, or any sort of um, I don't know what's the word, confidence. You don't have that faith yeah. in, a, in a Robin or Antonio starting, because when you see that those two center backs lined up next to each other, you're 99% sure that we can basically hold a clean sheet. Yeah. But then Schlegel's in there, and that confidence goes down a little bit, obviously, with any backup that would happen. But The difference between them is, like, Robin and Antonio, yeah, they may have a mistake, but it's like maybe once a month, whereas Schlegel, you'd be lucky if it's once a game because it, it can be more than that, yeah. and that's the biggest problem I have with Schlegel. Those mistakes still happen, but sometimes they don't always lead to a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So t- sometimes it gets let off, but it's still those mistakes that you just can't have as a professional footballer at the top tier. Well, not in the world, but especially in the country, fighting for a top playoff spot. So. Yeah. Schlegel. <clears throat> so, Copetti ends up sliding that away. He's a bitch still. He is a bitch. But the boys did not give up their fight. Um, we were definitely starting to become more aggressive. We did make some attacking subs. Let me check Ojeda. that real quick. Right, we know Ojeda came in, Angulo came in, Felipe, which is not really an attacking sub. We, d- we only made one attacking sub take. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Janssen going down with the knock, and we had to see Salim come in yep. to help us see that game out. He actually looked good. I'm not going to lie. It was scary having two center backs of Abdi Salim and uh, Rodrigo Flegel. Yep. And then that did happen, and Salim came on in the 78th, and three minutes later, Schlegel gives away the penalty. So it was kind of like our worst fears worst fears realized um, within three minutes of that happening. But, I mean, props to Salim coming back from injury. Still, he played well. Um, like to see him play a little bit more, I guess. Maybe we see him possibly fill in for Schlegel, and then we have a back line of Janssen and Salim at some point, maybe? There's a possibility. I feel like that that's how it was kind of shaping up to be at the beginning of the season before he got hurt. He was going to replace Antonio for you? No. no well, then what? No, 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 oh, like Salim takes Schlegel's spot. Yeah. Gotcha. Because I feel like he was playing more than Schlegel before he got hurt. Beginning Pre-season of the season. In the beginning. For a little bit, or like whenever he came on, he he looked better than. He had that one mistake against DC, that Pedro saved his ass on with yeah. the on the Benteke shot. Um, other than that, though, I can't really remember a bad moment. You're like a truly horrific moment. That one was very bad. Yeah. But rookie defender, give him a little bit of time coming back from injury now and and let him prove his worth a little bit. Digging into some stats over there. Yeah, I'm just I. So he's played <coughs> one full match all season, and then half a match, and then those are the only minutes he's played the oh. entire season. I swear he played more at the beginning That's of the season. What I feel like. Nope. Yeah. A ninety, a ninety against Cincy in the second match, and then a forty-five against DC, and then that is it up until. Because then he got hurt after that game, didn't he? He he's been playing in MLS Next Pro, but he has not been playing with us. Oh, so. uh, he, yeah, I guess he was, like, coming back in MLS Next Pro. That might be what you're thinking I of. was, because I was trying to figure out, like, the Schlegel versus him thing, because I'm like, I really don't feel like I saw 
a ton of Abdi in the beginning of the season. And it was just one and a half games. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're honestly starting to figure out that back line. Like, we already have what I feel like, and I feel like most people feel like is the best center back pairing in all of the MLS. And now we have one of the most efficient left backs in the MLS, um, in Rafa Santos. He's got a very balanced game about him. So we're really one position away from having the best back line in all of the MLS, and that's just really solidifying a a right back for us. Has Dagger Den done that? I feel like he's... I feel like he's building him into that position yeah. very he, well. He is, I think. He's, he's growing there, but defensively, he still isn't <clears throat> at that point. He's caught you know, out of position a little bit, not anticipating as well as he could, as you expect for somebody to be there. Like I know he's rotating into the midfield, but there's still some defensive duties that you have to make sure you fill. And he's still growing into him. I'm not saying that it's bad, because he's, he's performed very well there, especially over... Seeing Kyle Smith have to try to fill that role, but I think that could partially also be helped with Antonio Carlos returning. Mm-hmm. Once you have the more defensive solidity solidity of him on that side with Dagger, then you might not have to worry about it as much, and he can press into the midfield a little bit more, stay a little bit higher, and maybe not worry about having to track back as much as he would right now with Rodrigo back there. Because as I've already said probably twice on this episode, we know that Rodrigo can step up mm-hmm. into the wrong spaces at the wrong time. So that could that could just be a, a thing of personnel and who's in that back line with him. One other thing I'd like to see him grow in because obviously it's a new position for him. We haven't really seen him play right back before coming here, and especially this inverted role. But taking up deeper positions and different positions in the midfield. Um, we see him high a lot of the time. We see him bump out to that right wing. And I know the comparison isn't you know fair to him, but... I would like to see him become like the MLS equivalent of what Zinchenko is for us. He rotates all around that entire midfield, and you just know that he... Dagger Dan is a very creative player. He's got a hell of a pass on him. He's got great vision, and he can he can make things happen. So I'd like to see him be able to take some more freedom, I guess, get some more freedom to be able to rotate across that entire midfield and not just be forced to stay to the right. And I think that comes with chemistry and time, you know what I mean, where um, Araujo and Cartagena are able to anticipate where he's going to move and make those gap coverages and stuff like that. But that, to me, I think would make him a elite right back for us, giving him the ball more and letting him just be able to turn and create mm-hmm. space and time on the ball. I mean, that's fair, but like you said, it comes with time. Mm-hmm. And he's only been playing this role for, what, maybe a month or two? Nope. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something he could develop, and if – I don't know. Is he here next year? I'm pretty sure. Is I mean, he like yeah. a, one of no, he's on a permanent. Okay, so that's something that we may be able to see next year. Yeah. No, I, I definitely. Landon, it's like I said, we're starting to develop that back line. The best, you know, what I feel like is one of the best back lines in all of the MLS. Those are just the things that I feel like he's going to develop in his game. Because, like you said, he hasn't played there very long. And it's not me hating on him it's just me being like if you're going to play this role this is what i would like to see and it may not be what oscar asks it of him you know what i mean we may never see that from him but personally i think that's that would suit him very well that's fair but i feel like the most important aspect of a back line is consistency mm-hmm. really and that's all you can ask for and with with him with Raphael, 
with Antonio and Janssen, I feel like that's probably the most consistent mm-hmm. back line that we can see in the MLS probably. I would agree with that. In terms of like good performances, Dunk or not Duncan. Dan has never really done any wrong in any of the games he's played. Antonio, probably the same. Janssen always cleans up messes. And Rafael is prone to a mistake. But going forward, he's one of the best attacking options, in my opinion, in the MLS at the left-back position. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I would say it's good to see Thorlson, if he when he switches, like when players switch to a new role, especially from, like, attacking-minded to, like, uh, defense position, you see, like, some, some games he will do better and some games he'll do worse. But, like, I feel like the past, what, he's been there maybe a month. I feel like he's made, like, steady improvement. Mm-hmm. Very good to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we so haven't seen that drop. Yeah. So, so I think hopefully that keeps going because that right back's always been a problem of ours, especially in Oscar's Scott teams. Scott Sutter, bring him back. The 42-year-old. Man, is. Agent. I think he was just, someone said he was just here. He was. Yeah. Right, yeah. Before we move on, sorry. Dagger Dan's contract joined, obviously, January uh, of this year, and then his contract expires December 31st, 2024, so it was an initial year-and-a-half contract, and then club option two years after that. So he could be here through 2026, he could resign, but right now, contract expires at end of next year, and then we have two years option after that by the club. I think we take that option, especially if he keeps up this current form and gets more time <clears> in the team and becomes a more integral part of how we play. So, Man's it's only twenty-three. Yeah, it's good to see. Uh, he's young, got a lot to lot to develop and improve upon. Um, like you said, Santos prone to a mistake or two, but definitely one of the best attacking options in the entire league. Um, I think he's going to grow, too, because he's also young. He's also 23, 24 years old. Somewhere around there. So, you know, we've, we've got that, that department figured out. Our midfield's now solid. Rafael's 25. Same thing. Close so, enough. Yeah. I mean, especially with the MLS, the average age, you know what I mean? Like, he could be here for a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um, kind of got the midfield figured out. Something that we mentioned, I feel like, on the last pod but didn't really get into is Kara leaving. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Have fun. Not really. No, I mean, it's it's a it's a move that makes f- sense for both parties. Dude was not performing here. He wants to move away, something different. We want our money back. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and a, a DP that's going to contribute to the team. I mean, bottom line, he got beat up by a rookie. That he did. There's a, just no two ways around it. A fantastic rookie, I will give. I will say. Yes. But yeah, I mean the production wasn't there to begin with. So good luck to you, man. Hopefully you can figure it out. Because obviously being miserable at work is not something that's fun for anybody. So fair, fair on him for wanting to move away. Um, but I do think it's for the best. For definitely for us. Facts. Yeah. You know, if he can't figure it out, maybe, I don't know, learn Chinese or something. Go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. Was it the, oh, what's the, the Sharks? Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> the something. Shanghai Sharks that everyone says for the NBA. You want to give your final monologue, goodbye, speech, sad speech to Carr? No. Do you have one prepared? 
Any last words? I do not. Good luck, my friend. He responded to your DMs again, didn't he? Damn right. He also left me a little like. Oh, not a heart. Well, a heart, I guess, on Instagram. Oh, like I, see, I thought you meant a thumbs up. No, uh. no. But, I don't know. I wish him the best in the future. I think he's had yeah. a rough go here. Probably a little homesick. He lost a few people. and That's why he went back to Turkey. The Turkish uh, earthquake. So, oh. Yeah. So, I forgot about that. Fuck you. Just I forgot about it. Moving Damn. closer to home. And I hope the best for him in his future. Also, never mind. I'd like to apologize for that. I just yeah, that was, out of, that. that was out of line. Out of pocket from you. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just Terrence Tate. Okay, I apologize. No need. I, I feel like we can't under underestimate how hard it is to adjust here to America. You know, coming from somewhere else, you could we see it. I feel like with Ojeda too, somebody that's not fully adjusted to just life here in general. I think that's why he's not in the team as much as we would like him to be. But when he comes on, he seems confident, but it's it's like it's not coming off for him. It's just ass. It is ass. <laughs> There's no. Yeah. Who, Ojeda? So, no. Oh, I was talking about Kara. Oh, oh, no. no. I was talking about so I was just, <laughs> I was like, we moved on to Ojeda, and I was going to say, well, it definitely came off for him against Charlotte. That's somehow. Somehow, some way. Hey. Shout I'll out to goal. Yeah, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, definitely wasn't trying to put the shot on goal there. was just trying to put it in a dangerous area. But you, you see what happens when you put the ball in a dangerous area. You know, yep. you get a... Last-minute deflection goal to beat United. You have an Ojeda banger in the 88th minute. I will say Garnacho was offside. Oh, like, absolutely. I, I just can't wait for Riley Leonard to light the fuck up out of FSU. <laughs> I can't wait. Who? Didn't he not turn in his homework on time? Yeah. You know what? He might not. <laughs> if he I'm might him, I'm playing. doing the same shit, even he, if I'm not a quarterback. He might not, he might not have that GPA. And nope. let's be real here, buddy. All the respect to Duke, like they they did the damn thing, but that Clemson team is not who they used to be, my friend. Fair, but I mean, FSU's got what the eighth year senior in Jordan Travis, six year. He's twenty three. He's pulling a Stetson Bennett. Hey, <laughs> if he wins us a Natty, I could give a damn. But we also have the uh, giant in Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman, Toa Feely, Trey Benson. Orlando City 1-0 in Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> John yeah. Rice Plumley. Bum. <laughs> so, just... Stick to baseball. Um, you put the ball in a dangerous area, and things can happen. Ojeda does that a lot, and I we've always been calling for that person to be able to take the shot outside the box. Sometimes I get a little pissed off with him because he's just taking the shot outside the box rather than looking for another option. But it's a, another aspect of his game that has time to develop. So, yeah, moving on to the big win of the week for us. Taking down the number one team in the Eastern Conference, the number one team in the Supporter Shield, Cincy. Who? Yeah. Ooh. That's fair. Yeah. First lost all season. At in home. that home, yeah. I was about to say. The best road team in the MLS keeps fucking rolling, boys. That's... If only we could figure out a way to do it against the teams we should beat. 
so that's my only gripe. I feel like it's the team's third, 11, 12 range around there. Charlotte? Nev- yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice to figure out. Um, we do have a couple of those games coming up towards the end of the season that we should be grabbing points in. Um, but this was a massive game. Uh, I think it was a, yeah, it had to be the last pod. Uh, we were going through uh, and seeing how many points we think we would get from the two games in Charlotte and Cincinnati. I think the consensus between all of us was we pick up three points in Charlotte, we finally do it, but then it's going to be a tough one to go get a point in Cincinnati. So we end up with four points, maybe three, depending on how things go on Saturday night. And literally the opposite happened. opposite happened. happened. <laughs> yeah. So leave, don't, again, bet online, thank you, but don't, don't go with our picks. Any of us. Yeah. Hey, if you, if you can just bet on points total, I'm right. We were, yeah, all I'm of us right. were right. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you get there, but I'm right. We all were like, Obviously, want six points, but four points is what what yeah. we think we can get away with. Yeah, I mean, this could be a another catapulting win for us. You know what I mean? Same like, as Miami, mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, same as Inter Messi. Um, when we were able to beat them before they were Inter Messi, these games, there's certain games that happen that just ignite a team bring them together and hearing just the little clip of Mo talking in the locker room I was gonna bring that up, yeah. and just being like if we want to be champions we have to win today <clears throat> they found a way and and they did it and I feel like that's the mentality this team is getting into especially with people like Mo who have been there done it at the be- the highest level and they know when it's time to turn it the fuck on like from here on out no dropping points like, obviously things can happen, but your mentality of a team has to be seven games, seven wins, home playoff bid, whatever happens in front of us happens. Yeah, you want to control your own destiny kind of thing. Yeah. We're at that point in this season where that's going to be the conversation. If we're at a point sitting in, what are we, we're in third, uh, New England is ahead of us. Ahead of us on goal differential. We'll probably be in fourth. Philly's got a game in hand. Don't uh, you yeah. get in there and talk? New England is ahead of us with a game in hand. They're only above us because their uh, goal differential is higher. Philly, on t- what did you say? Huh? What, what were you saying? I said, what a fucking bitch. Says you. Let him die. Let him die. Let him die. Let- no, I'm just kidding. Continue. Philadelphia behind us on 26 games. Um, <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> one looks like a penguin. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, 46 points. But they also just beat, who did they beat? 4-1. They beat Red Bulls 4-1. So that didn't really help us in the goal difference department. That puts them at plus 16 to our plus 10. So if they pick up even a, in the game they have an end, if they pick up a draw, they would then be above us on the table. We'd fall to fourth. So we have work to do, just having one more match played. But at the same time, if we keep winning, I mean, I guess Philly, no, never mind. If we keep winning, we still can't do shit. But... You have to keep shit. winning. You yeah. have to keep winning to put yourself in that position. And I feel like we have a very reasonable schedule going forward. There's not too many tough Somewhat. Games. I feel like Nashville away. And well, before we get into that, can we recap? What are we recapping? <laughs> you want to recap it? Give your bars 10 second recap. Go. Uh, fuck their cold ass chili. Fuck your skyline, chili. There we go. 
Also fucking Bengals. Um, That's my defense, fantasy defense. You're talking about trash. <laughs> Bump. Um, so we were able to pocket Acosta, per se. Per se. Um, second in the MLS Golden Boot race. Mm-hmm. So obviously him not being able to score or assist against us is great. Um, but I will say it definitely wasn't their night. Yeah. But I think we did enough to make them uncomfortable is what it was. Like, Oscar's very good at going, and that's why our away record is what it is, is he's very good at going on the road and making the home team uncomfortable. Not allowing them to play their game, whatever that is. That's crazy. And and it may not be us attacking and playing attacking football on the road that we want to see us do, but he's very good at, like I said, making the home team not be able to play their game, which is what you expect when you're at home. Yeah, I that the the one goal that was scored in that game, I believe, was was it Cartagena that won it back in the midfield mm-hmm. or Araujo? I don't remember who won it back, but I know one of them. And then Mo released uh, Enrique, mm-hmm. and then got close, kind of got uh, PTSD from. Uh, who do we just play at home and everybody's like oh the ball went over the line but they still count on the goal St. Louis yep because um, it was pretty close Enrique had that sliding little back pass fell right to Facundo and Facundo put it away I think I said before we started recording that that is something that we might not have seen out of Angulo if that was him running down uh, and, and chasing the ball you see him try to do a little too many a few too many step overs take so to, many on. something yeah so is that something that you like to see from Enrique out on the left, playing more more of a wide player and cutting in or slotting the ball across? Or would you rather keep Angulo out there for that? I, mean, even, I was going to say for the counterattacking factor, well, but Enrique did that the too. The thing is, is Enrique was playing up top at that time because that's when Duncan had gone off. But he, he in that position, he was out wide. So we saw him be able to do that mm-hmm. from the one chance that he got out wide. That's where Angulo has had that. Uh, opportunity multiple, multiple times throughout the season, and it's kind of just been there. I swear the ball kind of goes through the middle, though. It's basically where the 18 meets the goal line, a little bit inside. So, yeah, I mean, definitely love to see the the effort play of him being able to get there. Um, Do I think it goes differently with Angulo being there? Probably. But at the same time, Enrique takes a, a heavy touch there. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, I think he was, inten- like, intending on taking on Miazga there. Well, who does everything right but make himself big at the last minute and, and stepped. And so, I don't know. Angulo had himself a decent game. So, it's hard to, you know, like, again, he didn't pr- produce on the score sheet, but... Let's see how many chances he created officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, none, Just apparently. The middle. <laughs> he takes yeah. he takes it wide, yeah, but he's yeah. inside the box. That's what I'm saying. It was inside the box. Yeah, it is a little bit more inside than I thought. But I mean, but I, I get what you're saying. Like yeah. we don't see Angulo go to the touchline there and put a ball back, which definitely like to see. He slows it up. 
uh, towards the top of the box, and then that's where he tries to do his little tricks, and he might try to cut inside on his right and curl the far post, and that's where we've seen the ball either fly 10 yards high or just not have enough power on it to find the back post or go wide. So, I mean, if you're asking me whether I'd rather have what I just described with Angulo or that, I'm taking a sloppy little goal, throw oh, back yeah. to Facundo and put it away every single day. I feel like Enrique's in form right now, so he deserves to get a shot to go with the first 11. And if we can see, you know, Duncan and Enrique on the pitch at the same time, I'm not mad at that. <clears throat> That's fair, but I feel like it, now it's time. If Enrique's in form, now maybe the time to give Duncan a little bit of rest. We've seen him come off with injury last game. Next yeah. game's the 20th of this month. Sorry. So they've got a but little time still. during international break to... Isn't it 20? 16. One of the two. 16, But still, you want to make sure that Duncan is fully healthy. Yeah. Because don't forget, he is, what, 22, 23 maybe? Right. He could be the future of our franchise. He's actually 26. He was a fifth-year senior. Super senior? <laughs> yeah. Jordan Travis? Something like that. Either way, you do want to He's see him stay healthy for the remainder of his career. He's not. So, possible <coughs> front, what we have as a four, could be Enrique on the left, Facundo in the middle, Hayden on the right, Duncan up top. Yep. In the future? Yeah. Hmm. Sounds decent on I paper. Mean, we got an open DP spot. Yeah, right. So, we can figure that out, you know, finding the best option. But I feel like we said, we've all said it's either a 10 or a left winger that we need to bring in. At that DP spot. Yeah, I would still fully go with the ten, but I. Oh God. What what I learned today, I think it's either Angulo. Well, it's Angulo and Cartagena, both don't have an option to buy. So if that if I'm the club, I'm making it a priority we re-sign Cartagena over Angulo. Angulo, That's where I'm at right now. That's where I got myself to. So then. Then that goes back to his point of left wing or ten. Hundred percent. But I, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna make it a DP signing, I don't want it to be a left winger that can also play the ten or a ten that can also play the left wing. Give me a guy that can just play the ten. I just want the solidity and know that he's gonna play that position good every single time, and not be a mixture and we don't know where he could line up or where he could be. Just play your position well. Yeah, we want our our Hani Mukhtar. We want our Tiago Almada. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Uh, I think we kind of do have our Tiago Almada and Facundo, obviously. Um, But you know that he's going to be in the middle of the pitch every single time. And it would be nice to have that. And I don't know exactly how that would work with Facundo, because we all know that he loves to play in the middle of the pitch. So, who knows? Figure it out, find the best option in the window to bring in to make our team better. Uh, do we want to do top two, bottom one across both games? Who we think we a mixture of both? Yeah, fine with that. Had yeah. the had the best week. Mm, I gotta think. Um, well, one of my top ones going to be Facundo. Um, summer of Facundo 2.0 is indeed happening. Um, finishing out the season better than he started yet again. So, big ups to the guy. But, he is not my top one because 
Facundo, you are wasteful as fuck. No. Like, he's great, but I think Gavin even said the same thing. Like, it's just atrocious, some of the opportunities that he he misses. You know what I mean? Like, even the offsides goal against... Charlotte. Oh, the one where he tried to play Duncan through. He, he gets, gets the late. fucking ball caught up underneath his feet. Like, Playing that on the turf. Buddy, you're too good. You're too you're too good to be doing this shit, and it's consistently doing this shit. Making the wrong decision, making the wrong pass, trying to take somebody on when he shouldn't be. So, as great as he's been for us, he can be better. So, it's like, I, I know the coaching staff is, and I feel like everybody should be challenging Fukuno to take that next step. So, great great week. Be better. Your other top one? Or do you want to just wait and we'll just go one each? Yeah, go one each for right now. Let me, because I, I have, I'm between two and I need to look through some stats. You got one? Well, I'm going to just spoil my first one. It's Facundo. Kind of can't go wrong. He's been amazing for us yet again. Um, and my second one's, uh, well, fuck. Well, we should go one at a time. We'll go one each and then we'll, we'll. Come back around. Shit. Get yourself a second day. Well, uh, go uh, I'm going. I don't <clears throat> feel like this was kind of just random, but I'm giving one to Cesar Araujo. I think he's in his little. I can't say a purple patch because it's not that good, but it's in a little patch of consistent form, and we're seeing him play well, not make any stupid mistakes, and he's kind of being that player that we saw in his rookie season, to where it's just consistent performances, doing the right thing. He did pick up a yellow card in each of the games against Charlotte and Cincinnati. So where he is on yellow card suspension, we'll have to figure that out going into this final stretch of games. But other than that, I think he was pretty solid in these two uh, matches. Okay. Fair. Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to go off the back of the Facundo train. Um, a goal, goal and assist or just a goal? Mm, just a goal. Fair. Um, he, he did play really well. Um, you guys touched on it already. My second top one, I'm, I got to go Pedro. <clears throat> uh, his distribution was absolutely ridiculous. I want to say he put in, was it Facundo? Pedro, oh, on like the little yeah. sidewinder punts. He, he does, he's done that twice so far in the past like two or three weeks yeah, where he's played someone in. Yeah, so he's, distribution aside, he's kept us in the game so many times just by the incredible saves he's had. So distribution is crazy. Those little I call them sidewinder punts, I don't know why. But those and he puts them on the platter for whoever's running in. I believe both times it was Facundo. Because mm-hmm. I I can remember Burb in the wall go, ow, ow, ow and then yeah. Pedro just sent it in. <laughs> and it is it's inch perfect. It created a chance too. I think we had, we had a shot off of that. Um and then again he did it again. So if if we can just have Facundo sitting on an island and we have a quick little counter, eventually that goal is going to come. It might be a two-on-one, might be a two-on-two. Who knows? We might even get lucky. Three, two-on-one, three-on-two, and we make something of it. So his distribution is very good, and I'll give that to you. You got your second one yet? Uh, Yeah, it was going to be Pedro, but I will go with – let me just double-check this to make sure. I'm going to go Dagger Dan. Sure. Um, had two very good matches. It was for me. It was between Pedro Dagger and honorable mention. I'll give to Santos. 
Um, I feel like both of our fullbacks had very good weeks for us and across the three matches. Um, yeah, Dagger Dan's really growing into that inverted right-back role, stepping up into the midfield, making things happen. He's created a couple chances across three games. He won us that, that penalty against uh, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So happy to see him growing there. So give him his props. I was going to say Cartagena just because how he played in Cincinnati, but he didn't play. That's why I said, oh, fuck, because I was like, I was trying to really play. <laughs> he didn't play against games. Charlotte. So I'm going to just go with Cincinnati. his midfield partner in Araujo. It's just it's nice to have a midfield that we can actually rely on, and we know they won't fuck it up too bad. Yep. Especially with Schlegel playing behind him. I feel like if we had a little bit more midfield struggles, that Schlegel would be in a lot worse position. Yeah, definitely more exposed. Definitely more exposed. What, you don't miss Yuri Rossell? Uh, no. You don't, Bro, I was so hyped when that motherfucker came in. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. He's 28. He's about, he was coming in his prime. Former Barca product, SKC, man. Fucking 12 pace on him. <laughs> Imagine a classic Orlando City midfield. Dylan Powers, Will Johnson, and Yuri Rossell. God, I don't want to fucking die. My second one, I'm, you guys have already explained it. My second one is just going to be Facundo. I just wanted to say Caesar first, wanted to give him his flowers, but Facundo is obviously Facundo. So, yeah. um, to add on to that beautiful midfield that you just created. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, I can't think of his name, bro. Fuck. He played. <laughs> he play, nah, he played in the, with the fucking broken arm. Oh, God. I keep going. I'll think. Go ahead. Let's hear your second. Oh, you already gave both. I, I said Facundo, Pedro. Yeah, then start off with your bottom one, and then we'll go back around. Uh, Schlegel. Eh, giving up that pen. Nah, be better. Um, I'm going to give mine to Billy Napier. Give up the offensive play calling duties. Please, for all of Gator Nation, give up the headset, mate. No, realistically, Drew Fisher. That's what I was going to say. It's not like he had a horrific game. There are just some decisions in there that, you know, give up your license. That's it. That's all I ask. Retire. And then go move to Bolivia. New Hampshire. Okay. Mountains of Brazil. No, the mountains of Brazil. Correct. Never a red. Um, a fishy decision. Haha. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fisher. Fisher. Um, I hate you. Give my bottom one to Brian Kelly. Um, Shouldn't that be a top for no adjustments? Oh, no, 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 no. Bottom, bottom one because Buddy had like 70 yards of penalties going against us in the first half, and then he wanted to complain to the refs at halftime about offensive P.I. Like, Buddy, it's getting called. Don't you worry. It's all getting called, my guy. Uh, no, realistically, bottom one, Enzo Capetti. Fuck you, you ugly-ass midget. Knock off Enzo. Yep. What's your bottom one? My bottom one. Uh, Chelsea for fucking ruining my whole fucking weekend again. Other yeah. than that, Duncan. That's another, yeah. You just gotta get. Yeah. He's in a little drought right now. Yeah. He's gotta find his way back out, but. Um, my actual bottom one. Um, Charlotte Fan TV for trying to banter us game day. 
and getting, and getting ratioed on your own tweet. <laughs> Got to be better. Got to be better. Yeah. I'm going to go back. Really, other than Drew Fisher, I've now given three. But it's going to be, I'm going to agree with you, Schlegel, for just giving up that pen. Could have been, could have ended up being a 1-0 win with that Ojeda goal. Um, yeah, just another Schlegel master class. Disaster class. Uh, realistically, Mo, for me, um, didn't have the best games, and I was kind of honestly looking for the sub of Ojeda to be made in both matches. So, really, why? <laughs> like, Mo? what, what, what did Mo do wrong to get the bottom one? So, after I said that he looked good against uh, Cincy, he definitely, I get, definitely jinxed him because he started forcing the ball and doing typical Mo things. Um, but he had a 6-2 and a 6-3, I believe, it was what it was across both games. So he didn't statistically contribute to the attack. 6-8 um, against Cincy. 6-8 against Cincy. 6-3 against, against Charlotte. Charlotte. So, um, didn't he have a big – he had a tough mm. – Mo's the one that played in Enrique for the, yeah. the so hockey he, assist. He for made one good pass. 0.60 expected assist. So, for me, it's just not up to the level that everybody else performed at. It's not like he did bad. I don't feel like anybody really did bad. I feel like it's kind of harsh. Well, then I'm not really give it to Schlegel for the pen. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not happy about that, but you guys already talked about that, so, you know. Fair. Reaching, but somebody else that didn't really have a good week. Chris Cora. Schuler. <laughs> Jose Aha. Chris Schuler and Matei. No. Who was that guy? No, no, they're center back. We signed from like Real Madrid's practice team or something. David Mateos, don't watch. Oh, Mateos is bad too. Him and Chris Schuler, fucking goaded. <laughs> Three back of them two plus Jose Alha. You could probably do better than fucking Chelsea. Great. Honorable nice. mention to Anthony Alonga for my top one. Oh fuck, dear lord. Oh, United Academy product. Yeah, going for. Going from being a United Academy product to going the force. He's doing God's right. work right there. Realistic top two, Declan Rice and Gabriel for his impersonation of uh, Michael Jackson to get Garnacho off sides. He was definitely on. He was, he was not he was on. on, bud. He was on. You need better glasses. You need actual glasses. I, he's just not looking at glasses. he's looking at the fucking United fans that draw their fucking no. line on Snapchat. Did you see the guy that literally just had, he pulled up the crop on iPhone? So it was just the normal grid? Yeah. And it was just straight. It's like, you <laughs> don't... That, they just used the wrong angle on yeah, VAR. You fucking, you fucking nunces don't realize that the camera is the middle of the pitch. This is happening over here. So, angle. Like, he was off by, like, a good seven, eight inches. I was going to say shoulder. Yeah, I mean, not, no. He's, he's on. I will stand by that fact. You're... And that was definitely a pen on Havertz. No, it was not. That's a pen. No, it was not. You watch that. You didn't touch him. You you watch that real time, and you can watch the contact. When you're sitting there watching it, re slow back and forth. It was just wasn't a pen. It's a pen. There's the delusion in CTE setting in for both of you right now. Offside pen. I was no. That's a pen. It's just never. It's a pen. No, I'm sorry. Would you want him to go take the pen so he's not going to be 007? No, I just want a fair pen to be given. It was a fair pen because it wasn't given. Also, you guys complaining about that fucking Holland pen, whatever his fucking name Hoyland. is. Hoyland. 
I mean, if you're going to say if you're going to say that's a pen on Havertz, that's a pen on Hoyland. No, I mean it's a foul on Hoyland for fucking holding fuck his arm and taking him down with him. No, oh, this no, I thought I think I thought that was a pen. I'd have to look at it again, but I'm pretty watch sure it, I was on United's side on that one. Watch it again, and you see him hook Gabrielle's arm and take him down. Did they? I can't remember which way it was, and I don't know. So anyway, your shit club. You'll you'll get there one day. You'll be you'll be back one day, just not this year. Or next. We'll see you in the ACC championship. <laughs> hey, that's not that's I'll have just my not possible, on. is it? I'm I'm here for no no. You're in the same division. Yeah, you got to finish top of the division, and that's not gonna happen, my guy. Uh, we won't see you there because we'll already be in you by then. So I think you play at Dope this year too, so that's just not gonna be ideal for you. Start playing the classic. Mid. Absolutely. Says who? <laughs> Who'd you lose to? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even like you just lost. You guys look like absolute dog shit. Why do you think I gave Billy Napier my bottom one? Thank you. Because that's what they look like. I'm sorry, you want to talk to? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Hope you guys like what you heard here. Um... If you like the banter, then check out our Patreon. Fuck uh, you shaking your head at. You're so unathletic. <laughs> check the Patreon. It's only $3 a month. There's a lot of uh, interesting, different type of content on there. Um, JRP type of throw right there. Mm. Better center fielder than he is a quarterback. Mm. Thanks again to today's episode sponsor, Bet Online. Use that code believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus. Don't take our advice, even though we don't give it. Just don't listen to us when we talk about that kind of stuff, unless you're trying to lose money. Uh, check out our Twitter at OCFanTV22, our Instagram OCFanTV, our TikTok at OCFanTV. Threads is dead, but we're still on there. Um, Facebook, we're on there as well. Somehow. <clears throat> yeah. Um, thanks again to Bet Online. Make sure you guys use that welcome bonus, and we will see you on the next one.